Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Corbell Career Cast. We are joined today by our alum, Mariah Rapasarda, who graduated in 2020 with a degree in international studies and is representing Vital Voices this morning. And interviewing her is our current student, an MPP student, Lilith Deeringer. And we are really excited to hear all about Vital Voices today. So thank you so much, Mariah and Lilith, for joining us. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Lilith. Yeah, hello also from my side to all listeners and of course to Mariah. Maybe we can just start with you telling about your current position that you have at Vital Voices and also you can take us on your career journey and tell us how you got to the place where you're working at the moment. Yeah, thank you, Lilith. Um, really excited to be here. Thank you so much um, for letting me come and talk about an organization um, I am so passionate about. Um, Vital Voices invest in women who are taking on the world's greatest challenges. Um, and that really has been such a key um, motivator for me in this work. Um, I actually started as, a, as an intern, um, graduated in Corbell uh, in 2020, um, amidst a global pandemic, um, really struggled to kind of find um, work uh, in my field that I felt very passionate about and then stumbled upon this organization um, and had to get in however, however I could. So started as an intern, um, worked my way up to um, being our CEO, Elise Nelson's executive assistant temporarily um, for about five months, and then transitioned to a program coordinator role on our leadership and social impact programming team. Um, did that for about a year and then transitioned over into our people operations team, which um, encompasses all things, you know, human resources, DEI, um, you know, our internship program, um, all those things. So I, I've was I've been in that role for about um, a little over a year as the talent acquisition specialist. Great. You also told that you are very passionate about this organization. So maybe can you let us know what is your mission or what is the mission of Vital Voices? Yeah. So our mission of Vital Voices is, um, you know, as I mentioned, that investing in women who are taking on the world's um, greatest challenge challenges. And, and we really approach this um, through a holistic lens, um, really six key elements um, for how to invest in these women. It's not just um, financial investments, although that is a huge part of our work, um, that, you know, direct uh, financial investment piece, but also by, you know, creating an enabling environment um, for the women through advocacy and, and research, um, using, you know, holistic leadership building training and mentorship programs, um, providing visibility and credibility to the women in our network and access to a global network, right? So we have a network of over 20,000 women in 184 countries. Um, and so having access to other network members um, is really a key part of that holistic investment. And then more recently, um, we've we've expanded into crisis response. Um, so emergent, emergency supports women leaders during times of crises, um, really a key part um, of what we do as well. Sounds amazing. And how does this reflect in your day-to-day -day work? Can you walk us maybe through a typical day if that even exists? Yeah, um, so I think one of the, the great things about Vital Voices, one of my favorite things about Vital Voices um, has been 
um, you know, that it, it is something new every day. Um, there is no such thing as monotony here. Um, it's a, it's a variety of, you know, working with the women in our network. Um, when I was a, when I was a program coordinator, that meant, um, you know, curriculum building, right? So looking at, um, how to build up a curriculum for, um, leaders, aspiring leaders, current leaders, um, but women who wanted to build those leadership pieces. Um, and so that was a lot of, you know, research and collaboration with um, coworkers and deep thinking and, you know, talking with the women in our network about, did this work for you? Um, in my current role um, that I've been in, um, it, it really looks like kind of this, <laughs> spreading the word of Vital Voices um, by recruiting folks, um, by engaging in our internship program. So I um, also am our, our internship program manager here at Vital Voices. Um, and so that looks at, you know, creating um, curriculum for our interns that um, gives them an opportunity to develop um, professionally and personally, um, engage with our staff, um, as well as engaging with the women in our network. Um, and then overall, right, it's, it's about, um, you know, practicing internally what we preach externally. And so in my, my role on our people operations team, that really does look like um, making sure, um, you know, that DE&I is, is run through everything we do um, and making sure as well that, um, you know, our staff feel supported um, and heard throughout, you know, everything that they're doing to support the women in our network. You already touched some details about DEI, but maybe can you elaborate on that a bit? So what do students who want to work at Battle Voice expect in this field? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really important question. Um, and one of the reasons I was, I was so drawn to Vital Voices, I think in the international development field, um, there is a prevalence, right, for that white savior complex um, to be run through um, the work that can be done. Um, and so I really wanted to, to work at a place that was very intentional, um, that that mindset exists in the international development community, and was actively working to decolonize that mindset. And so I think you know, it's, it would be so easy for Vital Voices to um, host a program um, that involved women um, from other countries, right? I said we had a network of women um, from 184 countries. Um, it would be very easy um, to be like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to know. Um, this is how you should be doing it. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things about Vital Voices is that instead of, of that sort of mindset, it's no, you're the experts. You know what your community needs. You know how you want to approach um, a problem um, or challenge that's that's impacting the world. How can we provide the resources to help you do that? Um, and so, you know, it's that intentionality. Um, it's recognizing um, the positionality and the privilege that comes with being um, an international uh, nonprofit uh, based in the United States. Um, and I think you see that through, um, as I mentioned, you know, both both internally and externally with our program. So internally, we've done a lot of work um, on DEI. Um, our incredible, you know, CEO, COO, Faida Fuller, and our VP of People Operations, Marilyn Edmonds Bowser, um, have really been, you know, kind of taking up the helm of looking at ways that we can improve internally. And, and one of the concrete ways um, I can point to is we 
did a complete pay equity audit. Um, we did a pay equity audit analysis in 2021, and it went into effect um, early 2022, right? Taking a look at um, other DC nonprofits um, with you know, under 100 um, staff members and saying, okay, what's the 50th percentile for a program coordinator? What's the 50th percentile for a program director? Um, and creating those salary bands so that it wasn't a question of, am I being paid equitably? Um, and I think just that's one, that's one example um, of a really tangible internal initiative that was done um, by our senior leadership team um, and has really um, been amazing, <laughs> right? Um, it's been amazing to, to be paid um, very well um, and equitably, um, along with incredible benefits that are also inclusive as well. Um, I don't know if you'd, if you'd like more examples or if that was good. <laughs> Would you say that this is also what makes Vital Voice special and differentiates from other organizations in the same field, or is there anything other that is really specific about this organization? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. I think that's one piece of the puzzle um, of Vital Voices being such a special place. I've really loved my time here over the past, um, you know, two and a half years um, and, and am eternally um, in awe of, of the women in our network and our staff. Um, and I think those are the two other pieces of the puzzle, right? I think um, the women in our network, um, as I mentioned, we've got so many women in our network and that number just continues to grow. Um, and they're unbelievably inspiring, um, unbelievably, you know, impactful. And um, I think it's such a honor to be a part of their journey and, and support them however we can. Um, even on the back end in the past year, right, I've, my support has looked like, um, hiring the people who support the Women Our Network, but um, just being a part of that that journey for them and, and you know, making even just the slightest difference has been so special um, to literally be a part of. I think the third piece is our staff. Um, I think we have some of the best staff um, ever, not just because um, I've hired a lot of them. Um, we've got some amazing Corbell grads here. Um, we've got some amazing DU grads here. Um, and I think it's so it's so wonderful to be a part of an organization where I don't have to worry that my coworkers believe in the same mission as me. Um, part of working in this sort of nonprofit is it is a mission-based organization. Um, you get into it because you believe in it and you believe in that mission. And so obviously everyone comes with different experiences um, and unique experiences and different points of view, right? That's that's part of um, being intentional about DEI, but the fact that we may have different ideas of how to get to the end goal, fine, but we still believe in the end goal. Um, and so I think that's another piece that's just so special um, about this organization. You touched a bit upon that, but could you also give some insights as you're an expert in the field now, what are trends in yeah, nonprofits and the field you're working with. Is there anything that we should expect in the maybe also related to our future careers? Wow, I've never been called an expert in my field. That was um, that was a little that was a little odd to hear, but I love it. Um, yeah, so I think the the nonprofit industry um, in general is, I think, going through um, 
uh, some changes. Um, I think in large part due to the to the global pandemic. Um, I think in large part due to um, a ne necessary um, sort of radical um, racial reckoning um, of what role nonprofits play um, in racism. Um, and I think so you're going to see more of of a turn in um, the intentionality of mission based organizations, I think. Um, obviously, you're going to see a lot more emphasis on the environment, um, rightfully so, um, and it not just being a specialization right like not just being like oh we're covering this is our environment department, but being intentional about thinking how okay the environment also impacts you know, refugee crises, right? It's all intersectional. So <clears throat> you're gonna see a lot more um, kind of topics come to the forefront and ingrain themselves across um, the nonprofit industry. Um, I would say, you know, obviously you've got those, those evergreen um, trends that, I don't even know if you'd call them trends, right? They're just kind of there, um, but, you know, having, the ability um, and and background in budgeting and finance um, is cannot be understated. Um, project management, um, you know, those sorts of skills are are incredibly important um, and only going to be more so because, to your point, right? Trends are ever changing. Um, they're they're they ebb and flow, um, and so having some you know evergreen skills are always valuable. Um, and I think also just, you know, being passionate about what you're doing is so important in these fields um, because it it can help with burnout. Um, burnout is incredibly common in the nonprofit world. Um, and so if you care about what you're doing, that that definitely helps mitigate um, some of that. Going from skills to maybe really precise courses, are there any classes that you took during your time at Cobell that you would recommend to students to take? Oh man, that's so hard. It feels like I'm cheating because I loved all of my classes. Um, I I think, you know, um, Dr. Holland was really um, impactful for me. I adore her, um, an amazing professor, really talk about passion, right? Like really cared about um, the subject she was teaching. Um, really cared about um, the students as well. So that was incredibly impactful for me. Um, opened my eyes up to international political economy, which if anyone had told me um, before I went to Corbella that I would be interested um, or even getting a specialization in international political economy, um, I would have said you're crazy, um, but I loved it. <laughs> um, I think Dr. Laird's classes on policy were really impactful for me too. Um, I know you're um, getting your MPP, Lilith, and, and I think, you know, I loved learning from Dr. Laird. Um, he also had an emphasis on the environment, which I found so interesting as well. Um, gosh, I don't, I think, I mean, there's just so many incredible um, professors at Corbell. I think, you know, don't be afraid to take a chance on a class that you didn't think you might be interested in. Um, I came into Corbell thinking I was going to do human rights um, and took a complete turn on that. Um, and so I think because I because I tried out these other classes, I think the quantitative classes were also really helpful for me. Um, you know, uh, 
those hard skills um, in uh, Stata, um, in you know ethnographies, right? So um, learning how to use deduce um, was 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 awesome as well. But yeah, I think I think just following your interests um, and thinking kind of holistically about how to flesh out your um, experience to be as, as well-rounded as possible. Maybe also looking at the other great people that you told are working at Vital Voices. Maybe, are there some interesting career paths they went through? Are there different ways to get to Vital Voices than your way? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, one, um, Corbell alum, Ariadna Segura, um, she's on our global networks and regional engagement team, and she works on our urgent assistance uh, fund, um, which provides, you know, direct services to victims and survivors of gender-based violence. Um, she did a lot of courses um, more with that um, human rights lens. Um, you know, we've got some DU alums who had, had degrees from Daniels um, or have taken, you know, international business courses. Um, I, I am a firm believer, um, and this may get me in trouble, but I'm a firm believer that um, you should study what you love. Um, I know that's also a privilege, um, but, you know, if you're passionate about something, explore that because you don't know what the job markets look like and you don't know what they're going to look like. Um, and so if you folk, if you're focusing on the subjects that you're interested in, um, the, the kind of skills you want to develop, um, I think that you can you can find a lot of unique paths um, to get to Vital Voices, right? Because we have we have programming teams, um, you know, issue advocacy, crisis response, leadership and social impact, global networks and regional engagement that do the kind of hands-on programming. But then you have our support departments. Um, you know, if you're interested in, in development and strategic partnerships, if you're interested in communications, if you're interested in, you know, monitoring, evaluation, research, and learning. Um, technology and innovation, finance and operations, people operations, right? There's so much to do. Um, there are so many avenues you can take to be a part of an organization like Vital Voices that um, is really doing such incredible work um, that I think if, if you're passionate about what you do, it'll, it'll come. <laughs> also talking a bit about the organizational part, we have a lot of snow in Colorado currently, so it's quite <laughs> comfortable to just stay at home and um, work from, from your couch. Is that possible when you're working with Vital Voices? Oh, I miss the snow in Colorado so badly. I know that makes me sound crazy. Um, but yeah, actually, so we are a hybrid working environment. Um, we only require staff to be in office two days a week. Um, one of our kind of like grounding days is Tuesdays. It's where we have our all staff meetings um, and kind of gathering, um, you know, to provide updates and do shout outs and do meditations. Um, and then the second day is kind of up to, to you. Um, I love it because we also have a flex scheduling. So you can work any eight hours between the hours of 7.30 um, and six. I love to come in at 7.30 because then I'm out uh, by 3.30. I miss rush hour in DC, which is no joke. Um, but no, we have really flexible um, working uh, schedule and, and accommodations. Um, as well. We're able to work remote um, four weeks out of the year, I think is the current policy, um, which is awesome. <laughs> that sounds really, really cool. 
maybe as a last question for everyone interested in working with vital voids, what would you suggest? Like you talked about internships, you talked about um, you've seen a lot of different people, a lot of different careers. Do you have any path that you would recommend to listeners? Um, I think, you know, this is, this is awful, but dealer's choice, right? If you're someone who loves um, talking to other people, reach out on LinkedIn to folks, um, reach out on the website, right? Like, don't be afraid to, to send those emails. If you're someone who likes to kind of like hang back and see um, what, uh, what's out there, you know, maybe um, send, send a, a formal email asking for an informational interview, um, I think also, you know, if you're ever in DC coming to events, um, we do a lot of events, um, book talks, panels. Um, so staying in touch through social media is, is really a great idea um, for, for getting involved. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I think as OCPD probably uh, tells you all, uh, networking, huge, super important. Um, so network, however, um, you know, you feel most comfortable with networking though. I think the time is up. It was really, really amazing talking to you. Such great insights. I want to thank you on behalf of all the students and wish you good luck and yeah, greetings to DC. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lilith. Um, best of luck to all Corbell students. Um, you guys are going to rock it. And I'll jump in with my thanks on behalf of the OCPD and the Corbell School, Mariah, for uh, joining us today for the career uh the Corbell Career Cast. Uh, you know, it was it's just so fun to to hear you talk about your work at Vital Voices, having known you as a student and and, and watching you uh, contribute so much to the Corbell School when you were with us, and then seeing how you um, pivoted and used that passion um, to do something in your field is just it's really heartening. It's really really fun to see, and I want to thank you. Uh, for the work that you're doing with Vital Voices, and thank you for joining us today. And I want to also thank you, Lilith, for for uh, conducting this interview on behalf of Corbell students, and um, encourage everybody listening to join us next time for the next uh, Corbell uh, podcast, CareerCast. Thank you both. Thank you.